Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Mobile Armor Radio. Woo! Yeah! The March edition. Got the month right this time. Yay! <laughs> I think it's the first I, time. I am one of your hosts. I am one of your hosts, Brian Novak. I am Chopper. I'm always last. I'm Rob. <laughs> we should switch that around sometimes. Like, well, when you when you get to go, like when you're leading it, you're technically first. That's true. That's I'll bring true, up the rear every other time. That's good. <laughs> we we have the order so we don't like start stumbling over each other. That's right. Let's not screw this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're on we're on track right away, so uh, we'll be jumping into some news here. Talk a little bit about what we're working on, what we've uh, watched or, or consumed uh, as far as media goes lately, and then we'll be getting into the Mech Bay with our topic of the week, month, <laughs> year, <laughs> crap, decade. I was I was on it. You're, you're uh, almost there. Almost there. We'll get it right by twenty. <laughs> by twenty, yeah. Dropship landing. All right, and so we'll start off with uh, what folks are are working on in the dropship section. All right, so let's start with Rob. What have What have you been up to lately? Oh, jeez. <laughs> what does <what's> that mean? <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on. Not really. <laughs> I uh, painted up my Robotech Battle Droid. I, uh, I have a model that I had for a long time. I finally painted them. I painted them like uh, Rick Hunter's colors, so the red and white. It mm-hmm. turned out pretty cool. And I also did, I had a uh, different did scale. Did you post them? Yeah, I think I posted them. Oh. If not, I'll post all of my pictures. <laughs> and uh, I did also did add another scale for a uh, the Guardian Mode Veritech. And I did him like Max, so he's all blue and white. So I got mm-hmm. them. Plus I have the, the one that I got like last for Christmas time. I have the... the uh, other scale. It's another scale. It's actually kind of similar to my other uh, Gerwak scale, of uh, of uh, Roy. So now I got all three mechs, so the main mechs there. So it's it's looking good so far. I got I got to get some uh, other ones, but uh, that's working out well. So I've been painting those up. I also uh, I'm doing the uh, Blackjack Painting Challenge on Facebook. For uh, it's if you can go to search for Blackjack Painting Challenge, I'm sure it'll pop up. They do a painting challenge every week or every month, and this one is you yeah, had to paint any models with just washes. So I'm doing a uh, Wolf Dragoons Battletech Lance just in washes, and it's ah. look, it's looking pretty ah. muddy, but they're, they're they're coming along. It's it's taking a lot of uh, a lot of layers of all different uh, shades <laughs> going on here. So like do you do you do like a flat base then for that, like, like a, a primer? And yeah. then just wash? Yeah, I've Zenith highlighted them for the primer, and then now I'm just doing washes on top, yeah. So it's, it's... You can do, you can do a, to answer Brian's other, to expound on Brian's question is, you can also do white, primer white, and then mm-hmm. just wash up from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much, well, when I did the Zenith, it was, for the shadows it was dark, but it was pretty much white, most of them, so it really was pretty light. Okay. And they're red, so they're wolf dragons, so <laughs> it's it's first off to like pink, so you have to like really put some more washes on, try to get the color darker and putting a lot of uh, dark washes on too for the recesses and And you didn't uh, post your Rick Hunter. 
I will. Jeez. <laughs> Pressure. By the time the episode drops. That's right. It was posted. It's always been there. <laughs> and the last thing, I got the Gundam loot. I uh, Actually, for the once, I haven't got to build my one model, but I did build my, uh, my Harupla mobile Haru model. <laughs> it's a Haru nice. in a mobile suit. It's oh, awesome. Haru. <laughs> that kit, like, it's Haru, so it's stupid, but the kit itself was a great build. It's really articulated, and you can, I, it's amazing how many, how much articulation's in that little suit. Too bad it's a Haru piloting it, but, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> really nice model. So that was fun. And, uh, I have another Neo Zeon to do later, but I haven't started them. Well, I started them, but not really got too far into them. I think that's about it for my, what I've been working on. Get your Legos. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I was going to talk about that more and what we're doing, but, but Mobile Frame Zero, I'll be talking about that more later. But, yes, I did do the uh, – from uh, I got some knockoff Legos from AliExpress, and I, I built them up super cheap. Go to AliExpress and type in, like, Mech Lego, and you can find them. <laughs> and uh, mostly I got it because one of them looks like a Marauder. So it's uh, – <laughs> they, they look pretty sweet. They're kind of fun. The designs that they got. Yeah. Like, they – Pretty much the pieces you get, you can only build what you get because it's very specific pieces. I guess you could be, be a little creative with it, but uh, very loose. I had to glue some parts, otherwise they would have flopped all over the place. So it's not like real Lego. But it's uh, uh, it's fun. They were fun building them. There's a few models I really like. You get four in a pack for like nine bucks. You can put them together with the craggle. <laughs> <laughs> the craggle. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I just... I. I haven't used played with Lego since I was like five, so I'm, I'm pretty over it. I like model kits. I'm not so big on Legos, <laughs> but that's at least cool. knock knock off Legos at least, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. real kits maybe, but Mega Blocks. <laughs> once again, the real kits though they cost so much money. I, I I'm not made of money here. I gotta yeah. I gotta save some money for some more jet fires. I I got I got loot crates. I gotta pay for. <laughs> that's right. Come on. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So that's about all I've been I've been working on. Cool. What, what have you been working on, Chopper? Well, actually, I've been working a little bit more on my cab. I started uh, working on my infantry and tanks for my rack units now. So I uh, uh, painted up all the bases. I got them all little little tiny men's. I got them all painted up, and I'm just waiting for, uh, uh, to go around for some highlights to get them going. Uh, they're pretty small, so I don't have to do a whole lot. I might even just dry brush them and call it a day. What are they for? <laughs> what are they? They, uh... The infantry, the powered armor guys. Where they cab. come from, though? Like, do you get actual cav ones, or do you get something? Yeah. Else? Oh, really? Cav? Yeah. I didn't know cav made infantry. Yeah, they made uh, they make the heavy armor and powered armor. I don't think they make light armor. Hmm. Neat. Uh, but I think they're going to make light armor. Yeah. Well. Uh, but good. in the end, it really doesn't make a difference because they're so small, and you just you know, as long as you have the right stats for them. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking about sense. using my uh, clicks, uh, the mech warrior clicks for that. Save yeah, because I have I, I I'm I'm dropping a bunch of mortar teams. Mm. I give them a transport and it's and then here we go dropping bombs. <laughs> uh, so I've been working on that, uh, and then I finally actually opened up a what is this Robotech RPG Tactics? Oh yeah, I I, bought, I got that box. I picked up that is box. Is that the big one? Yeah, I picked it up for like twenty bucks. Yeah, the big set. When, ah. when I saw it for twenty, actually, I liked it twenty-five. Yeah, that's <laughs> when the... I found it for twenty-five. I was like, you know what, twenty-five bucks, I'll buy it. Yeah, now that Palladium's uh, lost the license, those things are going like 
water. They're, you can they're, get yeah, they're. I mean, every once in a while you'll find a, you can find them for twenty five, thirty dollars, but for the most part, the average price is about forty, fifty bucks, it's which still, is still a good deal. Yeah, it's still a good deal. Yeah, I think ours uh, at the at our little game shop that's still sitting there is like sixty or seventy. Actually, you, you got to let it's him still half price. Come, <laughs> yeah, that's got to come down to at least fifty. Yeah. Yeah, we were seeing it at uh, Gen Con last year for like twenty. So yeah, and I get kind of kicked myself in the butt for not buying it, but that was so because it was such a poorly ran, or not shouldn't say poorly ran. It was just such a colossal failure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I can't, it sounds like there's a combination of of some mismanagement as well as just things yeah. out of their control. I'm that just rather than just cast blame, I'm just going to call it a colossal failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want any part of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Especially, it's, everybody blamed Palladium at the time, but now with Ninja, Ninja Division failing too, so it's. It, I think there was more issues at foot there. It's not just yeah. Palladium's fault, but yeah. When you, when you dig it, when you start to peel the onions away, you start to see not that Palladium is by far. Yeah, we're not saying they're not, not bad. Is <laughs> yeah. uh, not out of the woods or partially responsible because they, you know, everyone knows the Palladium guy. Everyone knows the story of Tim. So, yeah. Uh, we wish them all the best and that things get better, but <laughs> we wish them the best for their future endeavors. So, yeah. yeah, I finally opened it up and the model kits, you know, I started to put together uh, a, a couple sprues and the model kits are nice. Uh, Rob seemed to have uh, a lot of cursing. He said when he put his together, <laughs> uh, I did not have as much a hard time. The only thing, my they're only super complaint tiny, is, aren't they? mm, they're 32, looks yeah. like they're 32. Well, they're Battletech okay. scale. They're the same scale as Battletech. They fit perfectly. In oh, okay. The, well, yeah. at least the 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 uh, Robotech, like the good guys do. The bad guys the are different scale. Yeah, the Zentradis are way too big. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, actually, there are yeah. couple, there are a couple few small pieces. But I'm used to working with smaller kit models. You know, especially with the with the real grades that I like to build. Sure. That uh, I didn't have too much, and I'm using model glue. In, Instead of super glue to put these things together, so you get you get mm-hmm. a little bit of leeway, and your fingers don't stick together. <laughs> yeah, that that probably when, helps a lot, right there. When you're playing with these small pieces, so you know, uh, with the small pieces with the with the plastic cement, you can just kind of drop the small piece in and move it around with like a a paper clip and get it in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I built uh, I built a Vertech fighter, built a Gerwak version. And then I built two Batloids or Batdroids, however, whatever, whatever camp you belong in. <laughs> uh, and I put the, and I actually went just so far as to put the heads for Max Sterling and Roy Falker on there. Oh wow! And yeah, so that's uh, the thing that the uh, there's so much choice, eh? Like you had so many extra legs and arms and heads and yeah, there's mm-hmm. a ton of heads and a ton of arms, that's for sure. And but the arms aren't grouped in any. Um, <laughs> Reasonable sense, you know, like, oh, that gun will go for that arm. Right, so it was like, not like a pair. It was, it was like my, uh, uh, I don't know if you were around for that incident, the test of honor. <laughs> the test of honor meltdown I had about putting <laughs> the stupid katanas on these, on those guys, find the <laughs> so right that, arm. See, that's oh, a weird thing. I never had a problem ridiculous. with test of honor, but you had, but I had a huge <laughs> problem with these guys. Right? Uh, but I went through, I had to put a couple arms together before I found the right ones to fit in. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, they're, they're actually nice, you know, I, I don't hit on them, but. Well, once they're uh, built, I think they're great. They're, they have a yeah, lot of posability. And... You get that, uh, 
it's just got that stigma of you know how so many you know one point something odd million dollars and and there are still thousands of people who didn't get any of it. Yeah, let alone yeah. wave two. Like most, I don't think anybody got wave two. And like no, lots wave of people two, didn't... wave two didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah. And then wave one, a lot of people didn't even get. So that was one of the big uh, failures of Kickstarter, famously. But their their losses are gain because we're getting these uh, real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know Miniature Market has a bunch of clearances with the the smaller box kits, like for the Tomahawk, whatever mm-hmm. that's called. And yeah, one is the Warhammer, one's the Rifleman, and one's the Archer. Destroyed and yeah. whatever. Yeah. The monster. And that's why I got them. I got them for like eight bucks each for like four models. It was really cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and I, so I couldn't pass it up. I mean, if you like Robotech. Uh, they're great models. Uh, I haven't played the game. I don't know anyone has played the game yet. No, I've never heard anybody uh, play the game. I have the rule book. That they, I mean, I have everything. So I mean, technically, we could play the game. Mm-hmm. And I might, and I might sit down. You know, maybe when I because I'm going on a vacation soon. Maybe on the plane, I'll take a, take a glance because I did go through and look through uh, some reviews on it just for giggles and. Uh, there, there are a couple of guys that said the rule book it was still was actually fairly decently put together, and so okay, I might, I might check it out. Maybe I'll check it out. Nice, so, could be a hidden that's gem. What, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm working on. Very cool. Well, as far as what I've been working on, I know I'm I'm always the one that's the kind of downer of, <laughs> of not opening any any Gundam boxes lately. Um, always kind of strapped for time to to put towards hobby stuff. Um, had to do a lot of prep for Adepticon, which we've got coming up. Uh, so that took a majority of, of that time. Um, but I, I'm continuing to, uh, to, to assemble the pieces, uh, that I need for some of these mech conversion projects, uh, for my, my tabletop gaming. Uh, I've gotten more, more of the pieces together for my, my little fantasy mecha. Um, I think I've got uh, the legs and the start of the torso. <laughs> so slowly but surely that's starting to, to take shape. Because uh, I, I, I'm i not buying the the core body. I think I mentioned last time I'm kind of going with the Eldar Wraith Knight as kind of the, the main frame. Because uh, it's A, tall enough, and B, kind of fits the aesthetic I was going with. Um, but so... It, Getting getting those pieces together, um, but certainly not buying it out of the box. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, I think those might, I don't know if they only come in those big craft world sets, but nothing against those that play the, the Warhammer 40Ks. Uh, I, I'm not into it anymore, and and that's that's perfectly fine. But, um, but yeah, I've also, I've got my little Gurren Lagann uh, Iron Ancestor project. Uh, started putting, piecing together the, the parts and pieces for that, uh, kind of the combo of an Iron Ancestor and a Strider, and some, some drills from, uh, Veerman. So, it, <laughs> I'm gonna be making it like 100% Mantic, which is kind of a fun, a fun thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, other, other things. Uh, ironically, I did find, uh, speaking of, of Robotech, someone was just selling like one of the, the Veritech sprues on eBay for like two, three dollars. So I wound up getting that with a couple other things. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, 
I, I'm I'm waiting for that day where I I can go into that our hobby shop and and pick up some of these games because uh, uh, Evolution Games, our main main go to store, uh, is going to be moving uh, by by the time this podcast is is released uh, is actually going to be at a new location most likely, um, which is not too far away and it's going to be a bigger space which is pretty cool, but. Um, He's got a copy of of the Robotech game. He's got a copy of uh was it the heavy JK GKR? GKR. Um and and you know, depending on on the budget following uh or or I suppose prior to uh Adepticon and probably following might determine if I pick one or both of those up at some point. Well, you um, should tell him that the GKR box is so big it's not worth moving. Might as well just sell it to you for like half price and you'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> he had two, but I only see one of there now. So maybe it's, maybe it's, and it's a good game, and it's I think it's worth the money. Yeah, I'm I'd be excited to get that. I know I've I've talked about splitting it with a few other friends uh, that are in the area, uh, and each of us kind of taking like one of the mechs or something. But uh, that that'll probably come to pass at some point. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the predominant part of my hobby stuff i've just uh been been sprucing up and, and kind of retouching um my little strider conversions as well uh getting them a little bit readier for uh adepticon for the mech battle um i i it, I, I get a lot of flack because i use like wall like poster putty <laughs> for a lot of things uh Mostly just to hold things in place, but I have been slowly migrating that to actual like green stuff uh, to for my miniatures. Uh, so it's mostly kind of redoing the joints with that um, for a lot of those. But uh, they should be they should be happy because I now have like a, a decent carrying case that keeps them from from jostling all over the place. So they survive trips a lot better these days. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, pretty sure that covers my hobby stuff. I didn't build any SD Gundams or nothing like that, uh, yet. But, uh, <laughs> I, I might soon. But yeah, that, that's kind of what, what we're all working on then. Cool. And with that, I think we'll be coming back in a, a short bit, uh, to go into Comstar and talk about all sorts of media that's been going on. Message from Comstar. Alright, and here we are at Comstar. Now, uh, we, we've got a, a couple of, of news, uh, pieces to, to talk about in the, the giant mech world. So, uh, one of which was, uh, the new Battletech, uh, tabletop. The, the newest edition of it is, is out and available now. Yeah, finally. They, they finally got their, <laughs> uh, Chinese, uh, distribution in order and it seems to be, uh, selling out everywhere, but it's gonna be, uh, continuous production. It's not going to be limited, so you'll, the stores will be able to get stock back in, which will be nice. And it's a beautiful box. Good, good. Yeah, and I'm hearing everyone love it, so uh, it's it's good that it's coming back, you know? Yeah, yeah. and it comes in, there's two two sets that it comes, uh, you can get it in. Um, I actually picked up the beginner box set, um, which comes with two plastic uh, mechs. I, I forget which ones they are. And, uh, Griffin and a Wolverine, I think, maybe? Something like that. I think so. Uh, I, sadly, I don't have it right in front of me right now. 
Um, but uh, and then there and it has a, a handful of other uh, like cardboard ones with stands mm-hmm. that you can work with. And then uh, there's kind of and that one goes for like you know under twenty dollars for the most part. It's it's pretty cheap and affordable. It's yeah, a great yeah, that's, great that's intro. The... the beginner box is what that one's called. Yeah, that's yeah. the two one. Yeah. And the next one is the introductory set, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of the, the core set, I think, that might be called. Um, and I think that comes with eight um, mechs in it, uh, along with I think that one has, like, the full rule book as well, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. So, uh, and that one's going for, like, 50, uh, 55, I think. Uh, most retail places, you might be able to get it cheaper. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm I haven't gotten a chance to play it just yet. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, doing a lot of prep for Adepticon, uh, so some of these other side games are are still on hold. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm really excited to to finally get into that. I, I've been playing the uh, the video game version of it uh, quite a bit. I know getting really pumped for for like joining in Cav and and doing BattleTech. Um, I imagine they're they're obviously different games, but uh, I, I I am definitely uh, looking forward to to getting into that. Yeah, so it's a mech renaissance for all those games coming out. So you got a lot of choice. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think I'm going to start getting into Alpha Strike. So I got to get the Alpha Strike box or the Alpha <laughs> Strike book. So you're gonna have to yeah, find that somewhere. I'm, I'm curious about the Alpha Strike. So if anyone's played Alpha Strike, drop a comment. Tell us what you think. Yes, absolutely. And that's a good thing uh, about those box sets. They come with the Alpha Strike cards for them, too. So you get, if you do hmm. have the rule set for Alpha Strike, you get that, too, there with it. So that's cool. Definitely. I don't know that's if mine cool. came with Alpha with cards. Yeah, because you got the previous version. Yeah, well, that came with uh, way more mechs. Yeah, I think it came with, like, 24 mechs or something stupid. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. But they, they, they toned it down now, realizing they couldn't keep... Uh, Put no box set with twenty four mechs, especially if they're having trouble with their distribution. <laughs> yeah, so this is a more reasonable price too. Like you say, it's sixty bucks. You get way more than enough to play a few games. So then you can always yeah. go to Iron Wind Miniatures to expand or yeah. get the old uh, Alpha Strike 20, plastics. Yeah. Twenty four. Yeah, look at it again. They're calling it the twenty fifth anniversary industry box set now. Okay. Well, it's now the 35th anniversary, so that's older than even than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Math is hard. They do. They did come out with a 35th anniversary uh, uh, sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff. You can go buy for BattleTech too. That just uh, released for this year, so that's cool. Always more swag. <laughs> swag. And then speaking of other properties that are kind of making that comeback, I know we we mentioned it uh, previously when it was previewed at uh, at Gen Con, but Pat, you uh, you managed to pick up the Robotech Attack on SDF one. I did. did not? I did. Uh, and it, it looks sweet. It's fun. I actually played the game because it's uh it's just your regular tower defense kind of game in a sense, but it's got a lot more to it because uh you put uh the in the game they call them. Uh, episodes. Each turn is an episode. Hmm. And in the scenario booklet, it tells you what happens in each episode. So, like, your first episode, you, you play, basically you're playing through the, the series of, uh, uh Robotech. Uh, the first, the, the Zentradi, so the, the first wave, whatever you want to call it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played up until I, we we jumped to Pluto. Okay. Uh, so that was the third episode, and uh, you could play with four heroes. Each hero can take an action. There's kind of things like that, and there's little uh, little setups and things that can go wrong. Uh, little situations like with the jump, uh, the population in the ship takes a hit, and your population mm. determines how many extra actions you can give. To all your other guys. Okay. Uh, and things like that. And then, then uh, just like a tire defense, then the Zentradi have an orders card. you got to follow through with all that and move them mm-hmm. around and things like that. So uh, uh, it's pretty fun uh, in a sense. I'd like to try it with uh, with some real people instead of just by myself next time. Sure. <laughs> is it uh, co- total co-op or is it somebody plays the bad guys? and you? Or is oh, it- it's total co-op. It's total yeah. co-op. It's the oh, tower cool. defense. Everyone, everyone working together, and they have these uh, action ability points because every character has special abilities, and you have to spend the ability points. But the pool of ability points is finite, so you have to kind of that's where you work with the other players. Uh, kind of negotiates like I need. Well, you can negotiate, to... but when it's your turn, the, the rule specifically says that no one can stop you from spending. If you want to. <laughs> Rick Hunter, darn you! <laughs> I'm spending all the ability points. Uh, but like I was using Roy, Fo- Roy Fokker. And, uh, one of his things is to pull all the Veritech fighters in one area to him. Oh, jeez. So, uh, and that came in handy for me when, because one time I had six battle pods just sitting in, in the, in the sector just outside getting ready to, uh, so if the, by the time their orders came up, I'm sure all six of those would have landed on, uh, on top of the, the SDF-1 and just wreaked havoc because once the battle pods make it on the SDF-1, they bypass armor and go straight to structure damage. Oh, wow. Uh, but the cool thing is you get uh, destroids that you can they can walk around the outside of uh, and shoot. They can't fly into space, but they can walk around the ship and shoot. And you can uh, what I, when, and what I thought was really cool and was excited for is that you can upgrade them to, to monsters. And, you know, you hardly ever see the monster in Robotech. And <laughs> the fact that you get to use the monster now, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, it looks it looks super sweet. And that uh, that lo- is it cardboard uh, for the most part, like the the, the standing SDF one. Uh, and it, the way the cardboard joints work, they're kind of notched. So once okay. you get them in, if you keep pulling them in and out, they start to wear, and then they don't stick as tight mm-hmm. as well. So right. uh, my suggestion is if you do get this game and you put the SD1 together, just leave it together and just do what I do. I just have it sitting on top of the box. Kind of have it as a little showcase. Yeah. And then because, it's like, uh, okay, we're going to need that. <laughs> uh, taking it uh, – I took it apart one time. And then when I put it back together again, it just wasn't as sturdy. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not sturdy. It was. I could tell that it's not, that race, if I kept yeah. doing this, yeah. it was going to be horrible. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Card- cardboard wears pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it, it, there's m- much more to it, like uh, as much as I hate Minmay. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a card in there that as long until you – there's also things you get research points where you can buy upgrades and stuff. But she's got a card that stays in play and basically adds plus one action point. So every time you need to do an action, you have to add and you have to spend an extra one to make it happen. Uh, 
I think they called it okay. Min Drama. Min Drama. Oh. <laughs> which is so apropos. Do you have to but sing have, uh sing a song while she's doing it? No, no, I wish. Uh but you have to you have to drop a bunch of re- you have to waste four research points and those are hard to come by. Just to get rid of that mm-hmm. card. And I'm like, oh <laughs> So and that was episode three by the time I so I went through two ep- three episodes of all my guys having to add plus one, so they can only do you know, say like they had four action points. They can only do two actions then. Two two one point actions because everything is plus one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it gets to be pretty hard in that sense. You're like, oh my god, what do I do? Do I waste all my X points to do this one thing, or do I do two things? <laughs> and in the meantime, you're getting hammered by battle pods and and cruisers and flagships. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that might be a, a auto buy at Gen Con this year for me. That one. Yeah, it's fun. I, I mm. truly enjoy it, and so. Uh, like yeah. I said, I can't wait to play it with, uh, other people. people. So you get, you get the, the chaos of other people trying to, no, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. that should be, be a fun time. Awesome. Um, uh, I got, uh, two other things. Uh, one, uh, one big uh, announcement was, uh, we've mentioned it a couple times now, but the, the Gundam, uh, NT movie is going to be coming out here, uh, as, at the time of this recording. Uh, very soon, by the time the episode is out, it will have come and gone. <laughs> the nineteenth, uh, February nineteenth, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a one night only kind of thing. It is a one night only because I remember because I was thinking about doing it, uh, but I, uh, what is that? A Wednesday, right? Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, because it's uh, playing it. It is yeah. playing in a theater just up the street from me, so I might actually go do it. I'm sure, Mine, though, after it gets out, it'll go quickly to on-demand, either Netflix or other on-demand Well, I mean, I mean, I think what I think the 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 attraction here is that you're seeing uh, a, a Gundam yeah. movie in the, the theaters. Theater, yeah. yeah, that that does not happen often, <laughs> yeah, especially and in I, the States. I, and as, as old as I am, I've never seen a Gundam movie in the theater. Yeah. I think the the closest, uh, and I think I mentioned it last time, was I, I saw the Erica Seven movie in theaters, uh, which was like in the early days of them even showing anime in movie theater. Um, sadly, I think I'm going to be missing this one because I'm always busy on Tuesdays, and the closest theater for me is like Detroit, which mm-hmm. is like two hours away. Uh, <laughs> So I I do not foresee that one happening for me sadly, but it's, uh, it takes place I believe after following the events of Gundam Unicorn. Uh, so if you if you get a chance to if you went and saw it, uh, please let us know in the comments because that's pretty exciting. Uh, and and hope everyone that has the option can can make it. Um, and if not, yeah, we'll we'll find out how good it is. <laughs> um, the, the universal century continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it refuses to stop. And uh, the last piece of, of kind of major news that I have, and then kind of getting into you know other things that we've just been uh, enjoying lately, is the uh, Alita Battle Angel movie uh, just came out uh, not too long ago. Uh, did you guys get a chance to see that? No, not yet. Or, or planning to? I plan to. I just haven't yet. I plan on seeing it too. I haven't done it either. Ah. I, I actually, uh, managed to go see it yesterday. And I gotta say, it was a really fun movie. Um, 
kind of have that Ready Player One feel because there is a whole lot of CG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's some folks that really, that Uncanny Valley thing really hits them hard in the head. Um, but if, if, if you can get past that, it makes for a really good movie. Um, really, like, from a special effects standpoint, like, visually, it's a very fascinating and, and detailed, uh, world that kind of gets set up for us. And, uh, the, the rollerball scene, I'll just call it that, uh, you just kind of see in some of the trailers is really awesome. Um, if any of you watched IGXP, IGPX, uh, it's an anime from, uh, the days, the early days of Toonami. Um, it was kind of that. It was like mechs with racing. Um, very, very reminiscent of that, but much more violent. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd also say too, it was kind of, uh, neat is that it was, uh, a movie that feels like it was made with a, a teenage audience in mind, as opposed to like being aimed at an adult audience. And then paired back for a third, you know, a, a teen audience. So like that PG 13, it feels right at home. Uh, and, and not to say that, you know, people that are older than, than teens can't enjoy it, but uh, I, I thought it was really cool that you get a sci-fi like cyberpunk movie that can appeal to, to a younger audience and get them interested in, in this, you know, fun future, uh, take on the world. Lots of cyborg bodies. <laughs> Lots of cyborg bodies. But, uh, but yeah, go see it. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Actually, cool. by the time this comes out, I don't know if it'll be in theaters much longer, but. Oh, I'm sure it will be out. Yeah, the only thing to knock it out will be Captain Marvel's coming out soon, so. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, apart, that's kind of our, our like, news talking points. Uh, it was, uh, throw it back to Chopper. Was there anything else that uh, you've been uh, enjoying lately? Only, honestly, uh, media time has been cut back, so either I get to work on models and not watch anything, or I get to watch <laughs> things and not work on any models at this point. <laughs> but uh, I did uh, have uh, gotten through a couple of episodes of Genlock. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been hearing great so things. It's really good. I really like the, the premise and the idea of the whole thing. Uh, That's from uh, Rooster Teeth, right? Yeah. Yes. A lot of uh, great voice acting in it, and uh, there's a lot of good people in it. Surprisingly enough, a nice combination of uh, like anime mechs with also almost like BattleTech mechs. Like they they got both things going there. And yeah, like they're those walkers that they were in the very first episode are spectacular. Yeah, fun stuff and a good storyline so far, and pretty depth in depth, and a lot of mystery going on about what's actually happening and. I think it's going to get really good. Nice. Unfortunately, yeah, so, it's uh, it's on uh, Rooster Teeth uh, first or whatever it's called. You have to you have to uh, have a subscription to get to subscription Morbid. service. Yeah. yeah, I think what is it? It kicks in a, what, the third episode, second or third one. Yeah, yeah. But it's if you're into it, do it. And if you don't want to pay, I'm sure there's ways you can not pay and do it anyways. <laughs> Or maybe you can pay for a one-month subscription and then cancel as soon as you're done. <laughs> yeah. Wait till they're all out and then watch them all at once and then, yeah, cancel again. Yeah. But uh, well worth it. it. Anyways, it's uh, real fun. Nice. 
Uh, but that, that, as far as the, everything else, that's all I've gotten under my belt for MechWise's uh, Genlock. Gotcha. Uh, that being said, Bandai, if you're listening, model kits need them. <laughs> yeah. For Genlock. <laughs> Especially those walkers. Yeah. That would be interesting to see who actually like picks up uh, a license to make model kits for that. I hope somebody does, yeah. Bandai would be the logical one, but who knows? Who does the Ruby stuff? Do they actually have uh, mini- like uh, toys for that? I, I think they have action, like, like the posable, I don't know if it's Figma um, or, or something like that. Diamond Select uh, or something? I have seen them, yeah. So, uh, they models figs? I think they're toys. They're like more like figures, right? The the, the posable figures, yeah. the less less toys, I guess. I, I don't know where you draw the line, I guess. But not, you don't put them together. They come preassembled and pre-painted and everything. Yeah, but that's for the yeah. Ruby ones. They're they're actual people, so that makes more light. That's no more sense for the mechs. It would make, I think it would be make more sense to make them into model kits. But yeah, but you could like like say uh, Diamond Select does uh, the uh, uh, Pacific Rim ones, so I could see them mm. maybe doing something like that. Or uh, yeah. twenty. Uh, what's the other one? The uh, somebody else does the Robotech ones. I can't remember who makes those. Tonami, maybe one of those ones. So, there's a lot of companies that make uh, that kind of stuff that I'm sure if it's popular enough, if if they get enough following, maybe they'll get some of that going on. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I think what, it, what have you been uh, enjoying then, Rob? Well, uh, it's a bit of news that you missed uh, that the new Cavs uh, quick start rules are out, and we'll have the link. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have the link in the uh, show notes, the free quick start rules you can check out. Just a lot of little tweaks about things in there. It's not a total rewrite or anything, but... Might as well get the newest stuff going. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, I've been getting into uh, Mobile Frame Zero. It's uh, a game you use. You can use any models, really, but uh, it's built to use uh, the Lego mini models. And uh, the book, I bought the book. It's a really weird form factor. It's it's about half the size of a regular book and sideways, like almost like a uh, Battletech uh, 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 technical readout. So it's, you read it sideways. So it's a weird form factor. But uh, <laughs> really well, nice produced, and uh, so there's that, and you can get, you can make your own model kits. There's a whole forum on uh, on Facebook groups. There's if you look for Mobile Frame Zero, there's a lot of guys making cool stuff, and you could go there. And like I said, cheap to start if you want to just get some cheap illegal uh, copyrighted uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> AliExpress, you get a four guys for like nine bucks. You get into the game, start playing it out. It looks fun. I haven't really read through it too much, but uh, just getting into it. And I have to give a shout out to uh, Vitor Ferreira, Ferreira, I guess. Hey, you pronounce your last name? Sorry for uh, <laughs> for letting us know about that one because it's he's really into it. And it's he's got us going in that one. So that's fun. Mobile Frame nice. Zero. Once again, we'll have the link in the show notes to where the uh, you can. Uh, buy the book. I think the PDF is free, but you can buy the hardcover. Or the, okay. A hard copy. It's not a soft cover, but a hard copy. Uh, also, I got uh, a few new Transformers. I got uh, the Sideswipe uh, Masterpiece KO, which is super cheap, but he's awesome. And I got uh, the Thundercracker for one of the uh, jets from uh, G1. They reissued him from, uh, from Walmart a few years ago, so I got one of those. He's pretty cool, too. Uh, the oh, only nice. problem with transformers nowadays is there's so many different scales. They have like all these different scales uh, of everything, so nothing really fits together. But they're nice to look on the shelf. So <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, kind of on a not to tangent too much, but that's actually another announcement for guys. Yeah, uh, 
the Transformers uh, Netflix is picking them up to do a was it a prequel? Yeah, prequel war. Uh, on that they Cybertron, might be doing like yeah. yeah, the war of Cybertron. So that'll yeah. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a toy line out though, so far. They're finally making a show about that toy line. It's uh, all the gotcha. alt modes, like all the vehicle modes, are like Cybertronian versions of their modes. So the jets look like uh, little spaceships, and the yeah, and they're all very similar to what they are, but they're just slightly sci-fi, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The the two video games for that were really good. Yeah, and uh, the war war for Cybertron in the fall. Yeah, so I think they're just trying to expand that whole world to sell more toys. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be good. Like it, I, ho- I hope it's more uh, like uh, Voltron, a little bit more. You can watch as an adult. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the Transformers cartoons out right now are really pointed at kids. You get like the rescue bots and all those ones. Yeah. And, yeah, so hopefully this one's more focused for adults can enjoy it too. So we'll have to check it out. I heard people also really like the Bumblebee movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's good yeah, reviews. I've been I've been meaning to check it out, but uh, and they they just announced for that that it's going to jump off a new whole new reboot for the Transformers series. So that'll be fun because finally they look like how they should look like, not just yeah. balls of metal rolling around. They they actually look <laughs> like their G one counterparts. So it's it's kind of fun. That's cool. I, I I have a friend uh, who listens to the watches the show and everything. Um, and and he he swore off the the Michael Bay movies after the second one. <laughs> wow, you got to the second one. I'm and, proud. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I saw them all, but I didn't pay for them all. <laughs> I swore off after not watching the first one, and I watched like a uh, one of the later ones, the one with the Dinobots in it. And dear God, that oh, made no sense. So and there was like scenes that were like, there's a character comes in, and then you never see him again for like half the movie, and then they show up again. And you're like, is that the same person? Just, like, what is this going on? It's, it's. I think it's the studio's inability to hire people who understand the franchise. Well, plus it's uh, those movies are made to do well in China, and so they don't necessarily make sense to our Western. <laughs> there was a whole like character subplot yeah. for a Chinese actor that that was omitted from the U.S. release. Yeah. Uh, but was it was in the Chinese theatrical. Uh, but I, I mentioned that because my buddy then went to see uh, Bumblebee and just loved it. Oh, perfect. That's, uh, that's so what I like to hear. That, it's, it's definitely a, a stamp of approval uh, from from Nick in the chat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, go see that or, or at this point probably have to pick it up um, as soon as it comes out, which yeah, I imagine is in a couple yeah, months. I would think it's coming out pretty soon on uh, on demand, so. Yeah, stuff comes out. out pretty quick these days. Yeah, because that was what November I think it came out originally, so that's about right. About three months oh, later, so fun yeah, times. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else that you've been uh, enjoying? No, I think that's it for me. <laughs> I have, I have, uh, I also have been watching Genlock, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I've watched the first four episodes. I think that's all. It's out right at the recording time, and uh, yeah, really fun. Some crazy stuff happens, and good characters, and good voice actors. Like I say, these are like movie stars. The uh, Creed plays the main character, the guy from Creed, uh, Michael B. Oh, Jordan. Cool. And uh, you get uh, Doctor Who, uh, number 10, David Tennant, as the crazy scientist. And Yes. Uh, That's fitting. <laughs> uh, Who's the girlfriend again? Uh, she's somebody, too, yeah. And then the uh, Scottish girl is uh, from Game of Thrones. It's uh, Arya. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot her. Uh, Maisie. Yeah, Maisie Williams. And I, if, yeah, who is the other person? Because it is someone else famous too. It's it's so they're all you know well known. 
actors. <laughs> so it's like good, good acting. And the animation is the rooster teeth kind of, it's a little off putting to people who are not used to it. It's, it's, uh, like the CG. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. cell shaded. Yeah. Cell shaded. It's, like, uh, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Dakota Fanning. That's right. Oh, nice. So a lot of people have complained about the art, the, uh, animation, but I'm so used to it from watching Ruby that, uh, that mm-hmm. it doesn't really affect me. It, it, I think this is better it, than It movie. is the newer, I mean, how the newer Transformers are of that same genre, and, you know, I don't hear a lot of people complain about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you're going to get newer animation where, you know, we can't have the same animation. Things got to move forward. And I yeah. think it's, uh, I think it's really good, personally, but. I like it. I do, I don't, I don't hate the, the way that's going, you know? Yeah. And so far the it, show it, is just them training and stuff, so it's, it's a lot of funny situation, them trying to control their new, uh, mecha suits and falling on their head a lot and failing mm-hmm. so it's pretty fun and it's just getting serious now there's some the big bad was revealed in the last episode so that's oh, that's kind of fun <laughs> nice uh, now here's here's the odd thing i have not seen this yet <laughs> of of the shows um yeah i just haven't gotten around it's because it it's not made in japan that's why you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that uh, that uh, stigma that that people attach to that. I I enjoy a lot of things across the spectrum for sure, but uh, it's it's definitely on my radar. Uh, and and the more I hear about it, the more it, that needs to get bumped up the watch list for sure. Um, I do hope that they do at after the season's over, maybe put it out on regular, on demand instead of having to have this subscription because. It's. I understand they have to make money, and it costs money to make the show. But uh, right. more people need to see it, I think, before they're willing to pay for it. I think a lot of people won't take the chance. So, like, yeah. even watching the first episode, I think the first episode doesn't really set up what the show is about yet. You see a little bit of the mechs and stuff, but not really. So, yeah, it's true. You don't get you don't get the the origins. No, and you don't really see too much. You get a big fight at the beginning, which is nice, but. Uh, yeah, you want to see more of the uh, other suits. But you don't. You don't actually see the the the, the suits till the very end. Yeah, that's right. And it, very little. And it's only two of the suits, and there's what four or five suits now. So yeah. So that's yeah. Okay. And they're all uh, and even now, like they still haven't. They're all kind of generic. And as the characters do things, they kind of modify their suit a bit. And so I think it's gonna the suits will change over time too, which is gonna be fun. And. Uh, so everybody's going to be <laughs> like they start off very looking all the same kind of, and and they're slowly changing so that they're one guy's really good at brawling and one girl's a sniper and one you know like everybody's got their little thing so their their suits are changing to suit that and that's I like okay that. <laughs> nice good show good show very cool I, I speaking of good shows uh, so the one of the things I was. Uh, picked up again is uh, I finally got my own copy of the Build Fighters, mm. um, and and you may have seen me posting an AMV uh, <laughs> that uh, it's got a pretty awesome song with the footage from that show, and so that that kind of kickstarted that that interest in me again. So I, I finally got the a hard copy of that show. Definitely planning to watch it in the near future again. Um, and then I also busted out uh, Gundam Breaker Three. Which was not the the U.S. release one. It was the one right before. It was uh, Japanese, but it's got English subtitles. Uh, so it's it's basically Build Fighters the video game. So it's it's you get basically literally the boxes, and then you can take the parts on and <laughs> off and make your custom mechs and stuff and paint them up and 
That's cool. all sorts of craziness. Um, so I, I, I was plugging away at that uh, a bit more, working through the, the main story, uh, at least where I'm at, is like you're training to, to join the grand uh, championship. So you're going like through all these qualifiers uh, to, to be the best like no one ever was, <laughs> as they say. Um, so it's, it's a really fun game. Uh, I know some people didn't really enjoy, uh, the U.S., uh, or the, the, you know, formal, uh, U.S. release of, of Gundam Breaker. Um, so if, if you, uh, didn't like that game, but were still kind of interested in, in that style, see about getting an import copy of the third, uh, the third game, uh, cause it's pretty, pretty awesome. What are you playing it on? Uh, PS4. Oh, and you can get import games for that, and it's there's no region locking or anything anymore. Yep. Ah, right, cool. PlayStation has always kind of been that weird, uh, like neutral <laughs> neutral ground mm. uh, that that uh, Japanese games uh, typically work on it. Uh, the one like caveat is that uh, a not all of them will be subtitled, mm-hmm. uh, but b you'd also have to have a Japanese account. If you wanted to access any of the online store stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but just to actually, do you, do you order it online just or what did game. you do? Yeah, uh, I just ordered it online. Um, cool. But yeah, it's a it's a fun game. Uh, you can still play uh, multiplayer um, without having to have a Japanese account. Um, pain rates might be high. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then people probably have crazy powerful suits at this point. Because uh, it's been out for a couple of years now, uh, but it was fun to bust that out again. Um, and then let's see, there's another thing that uh, obviously I mentioned. Battle Angel Alita uh, was pretty great. Uh, and there was one more thing I can't think of it now. <laughs> uh, otherwise, like I've, I've said, I've been really busy with a, a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Um, but yeah, that uh, that kind of wraps up what I've been doing lately all right cool so i think with that we'll go into the the mech bay hainer and uh, our topic of the month now entering the mech bay hanger all right and welcome back for the the mech bay hainer so our topic for this month uh was gonna try and do something uh flavored for adepticon but uh instead uh kind of opted for uh, what's your your favorite like villains or antagonist or kaiju that uh, we we see in mech mecha shows either in in opposition to our our main characters or just in general uh, that uh, that we get to enjoy? So um, I'll, I guess I'll, I can start with with one of mine. Now we'll kind of go around the table. So uh, one of my uh, favorite shows I've mentioned multiple times uh, in the Gundam franchise is the OAth MS team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say a uh, nice shout out for Norris Picard, uh, the goof custom pilot, uh, the ace that takes on the entire eighth team and <laughs> pretty much accomplishes his objective while, uh, you know, disabling or subduing or uh, totally wrecking havoc on the team single handedly. Um, he, he definitely is, is the guy, the pilot that made that one of my favorite mechs, uh, to see in a fight. 
Uh, and he, he's also incredibly like his character over the, the course of the show is, is kind of that of, of a noble uh, soldier who just happens to be on the bad guys team. Um, you know, he, he looks out to try and make sure people are doing right by one another. Um, and, and he really stands up for his, his values and, uh, and, you know, ultimately spoilers, uh, you know, he winds up sacrificing himself so that, uh, the, the injured and wounded, those that can no longer fight have a chance to escape, uh, in the final moments of that show. Uh, so he's, he's a awesome character, an amazing pilot, uh, and a great foil for a lot of the other characters in that show. That's the beauty of a lot of Gundam shows, but especially that one is it's uh, very nuanced with the bad guys not really being that, like some of them are bad, but a lot of mm-hmm. them are just fighting the war, you know, like, and they'll, they're pretty honorable and they, they're not just trying to be jerks about it. Not yeah. Even. You don't always feel happy when, uh, when they die. Yeah. Not mushroom twirling, uh, just bad guys for bad guys sake. A lot of them have, uh, you get, you get to know them and feel for them before they get, get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll throw it over to, to Chopper. What's uh, what's one of your favorites? One of my favorites, probably my first favorite, is Rambaral. <laughs> yeah, he was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Rambaral, man, that's the guy. He was he's I think what what you would call the epitome pilot. You know, mm. uh, kind of like. What you see in the World War II movies or the Red Baron kind of thing, you know, mutual respect for Amuro is what he had after, you know, their first fight. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even after getting beat, he still comes back and, you know, uh, and, and with, with this goof. And, you know, of course, he's got my favorite line that, uh, <laughs> that Rob likes to make fun of. You know, that's no Zaku boy. <laughs> I don't make fun of it. You just say it so often that because <laughs> it's awesome. It's <laughs> so Uh But then one thing I loved about Rambaral is that he went out like a boss when he knew he was done. <laughs> when he knew he couldn't escape, he grabbed a grenade and jumped into um, in the Gundam's hand and killed himself. Yeah, yeah. What he went straight out samurai that way. And and uh, for those that have been following like the Gundam Origins, he's actually a major character uh, in in the first couple episodes of that. Uh, he's he's pretty integral in getting. Yeah, uh, the Raw family's pretty pretty deep into the in the principality. Yeah, yeah. He helps um, uh, Casvel and um, uh, and uh, <laughs> Dozel. No, no. Uh, Caspel and, gosh, Sayla's, I forget her real name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh helps, helps them escape, um, from potentially getting assassinated by the, uh, the Zabi family. By the Zabis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, he's, he's a great character through and through. Yeah. Uh, he, you, you're he, absolutely right. Uh, he, fall, he falls in that thing that Rob says where most of the guys are just honorable pilots. And Rob Baral was probably one of those guys. Especially like in his his attitude towards Amuro, because there's that great moment where they meet each other in person. Yeah, it's yeah right. at the bar. Yeah. yeah, at the bar, and and he knows who he like, is, and <laughs> well, he and that he has that, respect yeah. for Amuro, who's who's this teen, who's fourteen punk, year old, yeah, fourteen years old, and he's like, oh no, that guy's an ace, <laughs> like that. That's 
And he could have that's, just had his troops kill him right there, but he, he, he that was on, you know, that's not the way yeah, he won. Yeah, he won the battle, battle yeah. in, in, in the suits. He yeah. had a battle in a mobile suit. Mm-hmm. So, All right, uh. Rob, nice. what do you got? Good pick. Uh, for my first one, I think I'm going to go for a nice generic one. I'm going to go for the Invid in Robotech. A lot of people would mm. say that Zentradi were the, the one, but the Invid are so creepy and so <laughs> alien. Yeah. They're in the new generation or they're in the Genesis Climber Mospita original cartoon. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're crab-like beings and they're single eye when it just like twitches around when it's looking for people. Like as a kid, that always freaked the hell out of me. <laughs> Those guys. And they always search for the, the, the matrix. Or yeah, the flower they... of life. Yeah, they're always trying to get their drugs. Yeah, they're really just international drug dealers, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, such creepy, creepy, uh, shaped beings. And, uh, I did love the Invid and it was, it's, uh, interesting, those guys. I thought, I found them much more villainous and much more, uh, of a threat. The Zentradi end, end up being the good, like, they are the good guys. They're, they're just trying to protect the world from the, or the universe from the Zentradi in the end. But they, and they're trying to get the STF-1 to stop these guys. So yeah. they're afraid of them. They must be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's mine. Nice. What about you, Brian? What's next? Uh, well, I'm, I want to do another, uh, kind of fun shout out for the, the Escaflone, uh, series. <laughs> um, there's a character named Delandau, uh, who, this this is less of the the honorable villains and more on the crazy side. <laughs> yeah. uh, so D- Delandau, I won't get into the entirety of this character, but uh, basically it's this um, this kind of uh, dark knight uh, kind of guy who uh, of the they called like the dragon uh, the dragon knights or something like that. And they work for the the villain of the story, and basically they're um, just big bads that uh, roam up into town, um, and and with their their giant fantasy mechs that have cloaks, <laughs> like literally cloaking device cloaks, uh, and and just you know wreck everything. But Delandau is is one of these guys who uh, shows up uh, pretty early on, and our hero Vaughn manages to defeat him, and uh, and as well like Delandau has a little posse of guys. Uh, that, that fight with him. And, uh, and slowly but surely, like, each one of them starts dropping, uh, to Vaughn. And so this guy keeps getting crazier and crazier and mad. And there's, there's this whole thing where he gets, like, his cheek gets cut. And he's just, like, pushing on the bandage at one point. He's just going, cheek, cheek, cheek. Like, he's, it's that great crazy in, in kind of that Joker style where he, he finds, uh, an antagonist, like someone that he hates and just goes all out to try and take him out. Um, really, really fun kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum. He's a great, uh, character. Um, weird things happen at the end of that show, but that's fine. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Rob, we'll go, we'll go counterclockwise. We're going backwards again. <laughs> We're swinging back and forth here. All yeah. right. My next one, I'm going to go for, uh, you said kaiju, so I'm going to add a kaiju in here, and I'm going to yes. go for a knife head from Pacific Rim. The yes. First, the first one where Gypsy Danger fights, and, uh, and, uh, well, I forget his name. The main character's, uh, brother gets ripped out of the, uh. Rowley. Yeah, Rowley's. <laughs> Rowley. Ripped right Rally. out of the head of the thing. 
and that's he, that's just a great fight. And there's, I love the way that fight staged because there's a a uh, fishing vessel like mm-hmm. right there during the whole fight, so you can see it from that scale. It's such a yeah, that's a great. His brother's name was Yancy. Yancy, yes. yeah, yeah. And uh, the actually, you can go, I'll put it in the show notes. You can see the clip of that fight on YouTube, and it's if you just want to see a good fight with a giant robot versus kaiju. That's the, that's one of the classic fights. In that the end, he's just limping away with the. Uh, he's trying to drive the <laughs> mech by himself, and it's just yeah, great fight. And that's and that's the intro. Yeah, that's the intro. The first one you see for this, I think. Yeah. Like they, I think they do the montage, but yeah. like that's the first big fight that we see, and the fact that our, our heroes really, really get the crap kicked out of them. Yeah, yes, it was, was. Yeah, I like that. It was impressive seeing that in the theater. It was it, like to see that in the big screen. You'd never thought that you'd see something like that again, like outside mm-hmm. of Japan, maybe. And as much as people don't like Pacific Rim, and it didn't do great, but uh, for me, that that was a major point. In, of uh, oh yeah, happiness to see that on the big screen. So, I'm giving Knifehead this nod there. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, Pat. All right, Pat. Me. Ooh, me. I would pick next uh, since uh, Rob generically picked the whole invid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am going to focus on one Zentradi. That was my favorite. Well, Zentradi was... much more characters, so that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was uh, Chiron. Oh, yes. Mm. Chiron is probably the, the main antagonist to that whole first Robotech war. Uh, you know, they called him the backside. What I loved about him is that he just didn't listen to anybody. <laughs> and I'm going out and I'm going to, I'm going to murder these fools. Yeah. As many of them as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you don't damage the ship. I don't care. I'm going to just and mess him up. The, 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 <laughs> so what I thought was really cool is that one, the episode where he, uh, is uh, egging on what's her face? Uh, Mira. Oh, what's her or... name? Mira. Yeah, yeah. Mira. That there's the, there's someone on that ship that can kick your butt. You're not un- <laughs> yeah. undefeatable. Yeah, Max. And then she 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 blows the Roy Falker, but then uh, Max Sterling yeah. gives her a butt whooping. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, always just riling people up to do his dirty work. Yeah, like so. Uh, uh, and I like the fact that you know, even though. He was always not disobeying orders. He never got. He didn't. He never got replaced. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. boss got replaced, <laughs> and then he still went ahead. And said, you know what? I'm going out. And I'm still killing some fools. Yeah. So that's that's what I loved about Kyron. He was just. Uh, he was. He was. Uh, he was just. He was angry. He was just wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> Even after they made peace, he still went back and said, "I'm still destroying the." F- I'm still destroying the SDF one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Um, my next one is uh, a, a throwback to uh, Gundam Double O, mm-hmm. the the Invincible Patrick Collisauer. Uh So he he has never lost a mock battle. Is his, <laughs> mock his big battle. thing? <laughs> I've never is lost how he, a simulation. Yeah, he's he's introduced that way. Uh, as kind of this hotshot pilot at a at a training camp, and of course our, our heroes, uh, you know, at least or one here, one of our heroes, because that's another kind of Gundam Wing style where we've got multiple hero pilots, uh, shows up and just you know wipes the floor with them, but he lives, <laughs> uh, and he he proceeds to like show up with an upgraded mech 
and <laughs> and kind of get like taken out <laughs> unceremoniously like every single time. But the it's the fact that he still lives after all of that. Like uh, he's he's pretty great. Uh, this is more of a, a comical uh, villain, but a reoccurring like a like you kind of see in like a an old old school RPG where you just you know you beat him up the first time and it's super easy and then he shows up again and you just keep beating him on the head. <laughs> so he, he's he's a fun character and he gets the girl in the end. So good for him. <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll swing back again. So Pat, me, yeah. Ooh, oh what do you All got? Right, so yeah, I am I going to go uh, probably old school when I first started with mechs. Uh, some might not call this a, a bad guy, but it was a bad guy to me because it was not my house. <laughs> and that's the Draconis Combine. <laughs> the whole combine? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know they're they're the enemy. <laughs> Not even like uh, the uh, the chancellor there, the bag. What's his name? Takeshi or whatever his name is. Yeah, nope. They're the whole time they, they were they were the enemy. House Steiner, <laughs> damn you! Yeah, see, for me, it's always been the uh, House Kurita. You're done. Yeah, the bad guys were always the the uh, Lao, not the not the uh, Kuritas. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I was, no reason other than just that's how things worked out when we played uh, BattleTech. Uh, my friend was way into the combine, like he had patches on his jacket, like he was a mech pilot for Kirita. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, naturally, my Steiner mechs would destroy his Draconis combine mechs. Uh, so they just became the enemy for me. There you go. I was wondering when some Battletech stuff would show up. <laughs> oh, Battletech was the first for me, so. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Rob should be next, right? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go also old school. I'm going to go back to one of my early loves, and that's G1 Starscream. You could go with Megatron. <laughs> Megatron's the face, but Starscream. No, Starscream is the one. Chris Lotta's voice, and once again, I love uh, G.I. Joe, so it's Cover Commander and uh, Starscream are both up there for me. And just him screaming and being so conniving and such a weasley little guy. That's but you, the reason. You gotta that love reason. him. <laughs> you gotta love him. He's so weasley, that's why I love him. <laughs> he's so weasley that he's ridiculously weasley and you just, yeah, he's great. He's always just trying to backstab and he gets his in the end, sort of. He, as it's always, just, they all come back. Another thing Michael Bay never got right was does weaseliness of Starscream. Yeah, Starscream is yeah. supposed to be a uh, conniving. And his death in the uh, movie where he just turns gray and like crumbles. It's like, oh my god, this is disturbing. <laughs> another, another That was a scar. very disturbing movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Starscream was always, even as a kid, I was like, you can't hate Starscream. He's so funny. I always laughed at him. So that's how I'm going for the good old Starscream. What you got? Uh, any more, uh, Brian? Um, well, it's, uh, I'm trying to, to figure out if how I can qualify um, one of the, the characters in... Yeah, I, I'll, I'll throw it out there. So in Code Geass, you've got... Um, and of course now my, my brain is blanking, but uh, one of our, our, our heroes are pitted against uh, uh, the, the Lancelot. 
uh, which if you if you haven't seen Code Geass, like the pretty cool thing with their mechs is that they all have like roller skates on, mm-hmm. and so they're just tearing through uh, town, going crazy fast, and um, and so the 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 reason why I'm, I'm having trouble qualifying is. Because our main characters are kind of the bad guys that are <laughs> terrorists, and uh, and uh, but this this uh, is a mech that uh, specifically when they they have a final showdown between uh, the main character and yes I am Suzaku of course uh, Suzaku and uh, and Colin uh, have a final showdown. Be- it's it's white robot versus red robot. You know, tale as old as time. <laughs> uh, and and so these are our two, uh, you know, top tier aces uh, having a big showdown slugfest, and uh, it's a pretty awesome fight uh, with both pilots kind of giving you know everything into it. In fact, like uh, Colin uh, on on our protagonist side. Uh, you know, basically passes out from exhaustion after, like, her mech shuts down. She doesn't even know if she's won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it turns out, like, she got the killing blow, and uh, the Lancelot just gets blowed up. But, uh, like, throughout the series, it's a suit that continues to improve. It shows up very early on and, uh, and just uh, continues to be a thorn in the side of Zero and his rebellion. Uh, so... Uh, Code Geass, definitely, definitely on there. Again, like, technically Colin could be the antagonist because <laughs> she works for the bad guys. But, it's all good. That was a very political show. Alright, and, uh, I'm gonna kind of wrap up with one or two more, uh, if people have them. So, uh, swinging back towards Rob. Well, I may as always mention this one. This is my last one, and it's uh, Char. Nobody's mentioned Char as one of their favorites. <laughs> I was saving him for last. Oh, there you still go. my last one. Oh, wow. no. <laughs> both, both of you talk about him. Well, you got to love the red Zaku. That's all. Zaku 2 and the red. The red comet. Yeah, red comet. And, yeah, I just I just thought he was uh, so multifaceted because you're like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He's a pretty bad guy. But is he? Like, <laughs> He's killing bad guys. Yeah, that's right. It's like, whose side is he on? Yeah, well, he. Uh, what I really loved about Char is his whole Machiavellian uh, rise to get revenge for the death of his dad mm-hmm. by killing all the Earth forces and becoming the best uh, Zeon pilot out there, just so he'd get close to kill all <laughs> <laughs> all the other guys. I forget the names of the bad guys again. Uh, Garma and let's see, yeah. he he takes out Garma and. Um, is it just and the girl? Uh, he also kills the girl. Uh, yeah, Cassilia. Cassilia. Because yeah. Cassilia kills Giran, and Giran kills uh, <laughs> um, Degwin, the the dad. Yeah. And then Dozel gets killed by Amro and Slegger. Yeah, but doesn't he doesn't he uh, get egged on by Char to go fight Amro though? That causes him to die. Uh, well, he he's kind of a big pompous dude himself. Uh, he yeah. he was raring to he was raring to fight. So, Dozel's the only one not killed by friendly fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He watches Dozel's death on, at the bar when he got when he got sent back. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. I, it's been such a long time since I watched Mobile Suit. Uh, 
But even better is that when you, when you get back. into Zeta mobile Zeta though, you see him come back and then he actually fights along with Amaro and Bright Noah and mm-hmm. and trains uh doesn't he train Bright? He becomes Bright's no, uh, mentor. Uh doesn't train Bright. He trains um Camille. That's right, Camille. Uh, yeah. Uh but then they fight the the AU they they are the AU. Yeah, the AU. So again, he's against anti-Earth still, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, still still anti-Earth. But that's because you know, the Titans are kind of like the Gestapo. Yeah, <laughs> Earth becomes bad. It, they switch places now. Zeon. Well, you could probably say that Earth was always bad. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, John. That's, that's kind of the thing with Gundam. Never... It's like you know, the Earth is never really in the right for most of it. Yeah. They just. <laughs> It just yeah, the Zeons so, just went too far a few times, and they got to accuse yeah. them of being the bad guys. <laughs> the, the scales got tipped just enough. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, did you, you have anything to add on, on Shard then, Rob? No, that that wraps it up. He's, he's I liked him just because yeah, the whole time you like wearing a mask. Yeah, he's got a good mask on, but he's also just. Yeah. You know he's 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 working against the people he's with, and any time he can, he just screws people over for his own ends. <laughs> so, so what's what's your both like favorite Shars uh, Mecca? Because he has like a dozen by the end of the the series. Oh, he, ha- he has he has one of every, doesn't he? He even had a Gelgook. He even had a Gelgook. Well, he had a Gelgook. Yep. Everyone knows what my favorite is. So it's yeah, the Zigak. It's the Ziong. Yeah, the Ziong. Mine's the Zakutu uh, for sure. You like the Zaku too? Yeah. Um, he had a goof too, didn't he? No, he never got a goof. Because it would have been painted red, and that's just, it doesn't <laughs> go well with the blue. What's the. Zaku too is the one with the shoulder spikes. Zagog. And... He, he had the underwater mech for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Zagog. Uh... <laughs> and, uh, and then he, in, in Zeta, he had a Rick Diaz uh, for a while. <laughs> that's right. Well, didn't he steal a Gundam suit uh, in the very first episode of Zeta? Did he steal that one? Probably. That Mark II keeps getting stolen by everybody in that show. <laughs> Granted, the Mark II is an awesome mech. I don't, you know, everyone. I can understand why everyone wants one. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's he, and then he's got uh, oh, he's got the Yakushiki. Is his no? It's a uh, Shinanju is his uh, counter um, counter strike one, I think. Anyway, Char's got a lot of mechs. Leave leave your favorites in the comments below. <laughs> That's right. It's true. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think to to wrap up mine, I gotta throw out there Metal Gear Rex. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys played Metal Gear Solid, yeah? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love how it uh, it's it's you know premiere in in the original Metal Gear Solid. Uh, it's it's a really like awesome design that's kind of part dinosaur, part robot with machine guns and a railgun and all sorts of craziness. <laughs> um, but I also absolutely love that it comes back in the fourth game a- after like a decade of being in this, you know, Alaskan secret base. They just left it there. <laughs> uh or or a couple of decades. I forget how long four takes place afterwards. Um it still works. And uh I don't know if you guys have played four, 
but there's a great sequence where Solid Snake gets to pilot that thing. And, uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah. It, it's like a real Dinobot. <laughs> the, a non-Michael Bay version. <laughs> non-Michael Bay version Dinobot. Alright. I, I think I like a lot of, of antagonists that join the good guys at some point. <laughs> well, I, I do like that in general. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Magneto fan, so. <laughs> it's a good dynamic. All right, but with that, uh, yeah, if you guys have any favorite villains or antagonists or kaiju, I know we didn't mention as many kaiju um, that we sh- we should have, um, but uh, yeah, we're 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 already running a little long, so I think with that we'll start uh, wrapping up and calling it a night. Let's exfil out of here. All right, and then with that, I think we're going to be wrapping up this evening. So thanks for checking out the show, everybody. You can subscribe to us on Podbean and and Podbean. on the Facebook group. Yep, come to the Facebook Twitter. group. <laughs> come to Twitter. Come to Twitter. Uh, come uh, to – I'm sure we're on, we're on iTunes. We're, we're everywhere that you can get podcasts, podcasts. most likely. Uh, we also uh, – a big announcement is that we have a new YouTube channel. Pat's been uh, <laughs> Pat's been posting up videos up on YouTube, and you, we've got some good stuff going there. So check that out. Go subscribe. The link is in the show notes again. Yeah. Anything else to add, guys? No, oh. just uh, enjoy. We'll see, we'll mechs, see all of you at Adepticon. Just enjoy the mechs. <laughs> yep. Enjoy Mecca. Come to Adepticon. Uh, we'll be running the uh, the Mech Zone. It's called Mech Wars in the, uh, in the Adepticon book though, for some reason. Uh, you can join that. I think Friday still has some spots. So come, uh, sign up for that. Me and my buddy Jack will be running those. You can, uh, the mechs are provided. You just battle it out in a, uh, arena. And some wacky, wacky adventures happen. So fun time should be had by all. Do you you have, uh, rules for that posted? Uh, I I know you're working on some, but are those live? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, the rules are, uh, there'll be a rule booklet with it, but it's, it's pretty much, uh, if you go get the dead zone rules, it's, it's a simplified yeah, yeah. version of dead zone. So, sure. uh, the mechs can which be is, which knocked down. Which is pretty down. solid, guys. Yeah. For, for those that haven't played it that are our listeners, it's, dead zone's a really solid game. Yes, really fun game. All of us are into it. But, uh, the big difference is the mechs can get knocked down. Mechs can, uh, get, get, uh, blasted. They can get set on fire. We can, they can get knocked down. They can get up again. That's right. You're never yep. gonna keep them down. Probably not until you destroy them. And then just uh, sink that sun; it'll stay on the ground. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. Enough singing. Yeah. But yeah, so it's uh, gonna be fun. You can be knocked off buildings in your mechs. You can wrestle around it's all different types. Mar- it's not a Mar episode unless they're singing and rapping. That's true. This, uh, we we've got we do add some positive feedback on our beatboxing. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rob, well, you're surprised, Rob. I, I am surprised. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, uh, uh. Razel couldn't do any what, better. What? <laughs> We're turning people off as we speak, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the end of the episode. So with that, I've been Brian, and I've been Chopper. I'm still Rob. All right. Thanks for checking out the show, everyone. Come Hopefully. back next time. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter 
at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.